Right, should we start? Yeah, let's go. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Anne, and I'm here again with Dave. Hi. And we're going to be talking Scorpio, because Microsoft have uh, released a lot of the details, a lot of the tech spec, which are frankly confusing to me. <laughs> um, but they're out there, and looking at like a side-by-side chart with um, everything else that's also out, it blows it all out of the water. Yep. In terms of grunt and uh, sheer horsepower. Yeah. I mean, I've got it here in front of me now. Uh, the, the CPU, uh, 2.3 gigahertz. Some other bits before that, but God knows what that means. Against the PlayStation 4 Pro is 2.1. So edges it there. Uh-huh. Uh, GPU, it's got 40 customized computer units and they're clocked very high in the, in the GPU and the, the Pro. Is 36, clocked a little bit lower. It's got 12 gigabytes of memory compared to the 8 gigabytes of memory on the on the PlayStation Pro. And the bandwidth is 300. The memory bandwidth is 326 gigabytes a second to, to the 218 gigabytes a second on the Pro. The hard drive's the same. Optical. Is that one terabyte? Say again. Hard drive's one terabyte, is it? One terabyte. inches, don't know why that matters. And then the optical drive is on the the Scorpio, it's 4K UHD Blu ray, it's an ultra high def Blu ray. And on the Pro, it's just a Blu ray. Yeah. Um, To me, that little part there is not a selling point at all. Um, 4K Blu ray is not taking off. People can say what they want to me. It's never taken off. Blu-ray hasn't taken off the way they expected. So 4K um, Blu-rays aren't. They're not. No, it's not. <laughs> at all. No, even if it's the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player on the market by 500 pounds, it's not a selling point. Can you get um, more information on a ultra HD Blu-ray over a Blu-ray? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I that, did hear that could be. That, yeah, I did hear that about that. Um, maybe that's one reason. But they were saying there's some sort of techno with them dual laying and even triple layering mm. um, Blu-ray discs. I don't, I don't know how true that is because I'm not sure. The, is it like 25, 50 gig that can hold on a Blu-ray? I think it is 50 gig, isn't it? Mm. Something daft like that, anyway. But I mean, games are only getting bigger, so if that's why they've included it, then fair enough. If it makes sense but, uh, for the game side, then, yeah, that, that's good. But at the same time, does it? Because if the PS4 and the Scorpio are still in the same gen, as they're saying, then they've still got to make games that, you know, fit on the PS4 because that is the system with the most units out there. So they can't then say, well, let's just make this huge world. Oh, shit, we can't ship it on the PS4. Um, <laughs> but we can ship it on Scorpio. You know, it's... Unless, you know, they start doing that old trick, what they did with the 360 and um, shipping them on two discs. They wouldn't do that. Well, I think I what they would do if they had to is have a massive download. Install. Yeah, download, install. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like I say, I mean, it's it's good. It's good that it's got it in there. Some people will see that as a good option, but it's not a selling point at all, in my opinion. I think we're looking at this in terms of 
DVD exploded because PlayStation 2 yeah. played, played DVD and it was just the perfect concoction, perfect mixture of... Plus the image quality was vastly superior. Now, don't get me wrong, I think Blu-ray is superior than DVD by quite a large mar- quite, a lot, quite a large margin. I agree. But the, but the problem we've got with um, 4K, obviously, is it's a huge outlay if you want to get a 4K TV at the moment. Yeah. And... And the system to play 4K, um, Blu-rays, and games. So that's not a saying Scorpio won't sell. I do think it'll sell initially. I'm not sure how big, how well it'll sell in the long run. Even Spencer's come out and said it's you know it's for a hardcore market. It's for a niche market. But um, you've got a lot of um, people, obviously, who really are like like the Sony PlayStation fanboys. Were saying it's going to sell bucket loads. I just like the, like the pro. I think if the pro was was a selling as well as people think it is, then Sony would be banging the drum about it. Mm-hmm. And I, the I, don't I, I just think that the the pro. I don't think they're making a big song or dance about it because it's not there to replace the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's there that's a good point. for the people that want that have a four K telly and want to hook something up to it that can do four K stuff. Yeah. I think it's just an option for people with a 4K telly. I don't think yes. it's. I don't think you need it. I mean, I haven't got one. You haven't got one. We haven't got 4K tellies, and we're not missing out on anything. No. No. I mean, I, I, I've obviously got. We've both obviously got HD and Blu-ray players, whatnot, and um, that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's. Don't get me wrong. In years to come, I probably will pick up. Um, start using 4K streaming, and and um, if. I doubt I'd buy 4K. It's very expensive compared to Blu-ray on disc. That, um, that would change, though. It was always more expensive. I don't know. It's. I mean, Blu-ray has only come down to about £15 for the big releases now and £12 for the smaller releases. Mm. A lot of DVDs are still £10. Um, 4K is £25 to £30 for a is brand it? new film. Yeah, and even some of the old films, which are like re- the kind of remastering and upscaling, whatever, to 4K... Um, they're still twenty five, thirty pounds. So it's a lot you, of studios. You, you know this because you you still look at uh, these things and you still buy Blu-rays. I don't really buy Blu-rays yeah, anymore. Yeah. I don't I, buy them as often as I used to. I because I watch a lot of films once now, but the films I really enjoy, I do still go out and buy. Mm. But so um, what stops you just buying it digitally? Um, it's the access, isn't it? If I buy films, you're on about, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, say if I was to buy, I don't know, let's say La La Land comes out in May. What what service do I buy it on first? Um, I don't know. Um, and then where do I store it? Because obviously I don't want to store it on my phone because on my Apple account cause it's limited storage anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how if I want to watch it, how do they do I then beam it to my TV to watch it? Um, you wouldn't uh, consider buying it on like Amazon. You, no, you don't have to be on Prime. You can just no. buy it and it sits. Doesn't download. It just sits there and you can stream it. No, it's not an option for me. No, not with films yet, not at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we gave it a little bit off. Back to the Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I don't think it's a selling point. Um, It's a great addition. It's a nice compliments console of being this high end piece of tech. Having the 4K Blu-ray player in there does makes it seem like top of the market, but. 
as we said a bit earlier before we come on, the be all and end all for the console is um, games. And Microsoft need to deliver games. But, and this is my same argument with the PS4 Pro, why should I buy a system that um, replace my current system to play games that I can only play on my current system on a new system? And there's nothing wrong with the system I have. There's just to play them looking a bit better and probably with a smoother frame rate. Um, it just it makes no sense to me at all. Four years into the generation, and then a possible, you know, you might be upgrading again in another three to four years. Well, that's it. It's, it's, it's the option there, isn't it? Yeah, I just don't see, I'd ra- I, I don't understand why people wouldn't rather wait until the next gen and have a, have a big leap. Mm-hmm. And 4K TVs will probably be coming down in price another three, four years. Oh, well, they definitely oh. will. I mean, they're already a lot cheaper than they used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the tech will be better. Yeah, totally. It's just, I can't, I can't get my head around it. I don't understand. I don't understand who this is for. I really don't. I know we've said it before, but I get why Microsoft have done it. It's you know they they feel that all the talk about. 900p versus 1080p resolution gate has damaged the brand so now they're coming back out swinging saying well we now have the most powerful system on the market every single third party game runs better on our system than the Playstation and it makes sense to an extent but at the same time they also they're not going to point out but what other people will point out is if you want that you've also got to outlay at what the room is going around uh, 400 to 500 pounds yeah. Uh, you know, no, people can take some people will put... buy it. The people that have got the sort of cash to burn on a 4K telly yeah. and they have already have one. Yeah, they're probably the sort of people if they're into I games don't... will have the money to burn on a new 500 pound system. That was the next thing I was going to say. Um, although, like the Scorpio, I was going to do that. Is it super sampling and all these other clever things? If you've got 1080p TV, like the PS4 does, but better. Mm. I just, if you have not got a 4K TV, there, in my opinion, there is absolutely no point in owning a Pro or a Scorpio. No. I mean, if you're not going to get the absolute max out of either of those systems, then why bother with them at all? No. If you haven't, if you haven't got um, a Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 and you're looking to buy a new one, I'd be tempted by the new high-end ones, thinking long-term and that, if I do replace my telly in the next four or five yeah. years, I would probably buy a 4K telly. Yeah, I, I get that, yeah. Yeah, but... It's, it's the price difference then as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is the price difference. Because it sounds like... It, I mean, with all that, that's a lot of tech, a lot of high-end tech for a console to be packing. Yeah. It's going to cost money. You can pick up a, a PS4, you know, let's just call it um, slim, isn't it? That's it. For, with a bundle for 200 225 and you usually get two or three games and, mm. and but then the pro is it three two five three fifty the pro i've not looked to be honest it's something like that anyway isn't it and you know i mean if you, if you think about them like cars <clears throat> they yeah. both drive around they they handle a little differently they feel a little different they look a little different but they both just drive around yeah but then some of them can drive to places the other one can't mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the games playstation can drive to some places that i want to go yeah uncharted god of war detroit 
all these games yeah. coming up that I want, and that's mm-hmm. why I would stick with PlayStation. I wouldn't. Yeah. There's not a single game. The only game I was vaguely interested in, they cancelled the Platinum game. Yeah. Scalebound. Scalebound. That was on Xbox. They cancelled that. There's nothing there apart from Cuphead, and that is a little indie game that I'm not going <laughs> to convert. You don't certainly don't need a massive 4K producing console for. Mm-hmm. Could run that on a Vita. Easily. But it is exclusive, so if you want to play, you do have to jump in with an Xbox. Yeah. If it ever comes out. <laughs> that thing's been in development for bloody ages. Shoulder? It's going to be what? Three years ago? Yeah. But they've yeah, got to. Awesome. Microsoft have got to have a game that's going to show off the Scorpio. Come. Oh. They're, going, they're going to officially unveil it, what it looks like, and pricing and all the rest of it at E3. Yeah. No, got it's to going to have. be Batman 3 and 4 7, isn't it? Those are the two games they'll show to show its power and its frames per second, you know, like how well it runs games and the power of it. Um, but, you know, um, obviously they'll show those, but, I mean, Forza's going to look shit up, but I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen Gran Turismo? No, <laughs> I, still haven't looked. I still haven't looked. You mentioned it last week, how it looks just triple dropping. I mean, the, the posted four pictures the other day advertising the B to sign up for this weekend. And mate, I thought they posted real pictures. <laughs> on the spark up because they got the Porsche license. But then you look at them and they're actual gay. You have to look at them for a long time. <laughs> I just thought to myself, thought to myself, oh my god, like the photo mode and this is going to be car porn for a lot of people. <laughs> Where's the drive club? That but, must be 4K. Uh, yeah, probably is on the PS4 Pro. But and I know Forza Seven is going to look bloody gorgeous as well. But I just think. With car games, we're kind of at the um, point now where it, it's very minute. Mm. With each gen, they, 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 they don't look that much better. How much better can they look? Yeah. No, look. Whereas with something like Horizon, the artists can be let. You know, they can do what they want. They can get really interesting stuff, but you can't do that with racers. No. So. There's only a certain amount of shininess and stuff you can add. Um, but Crackdown, I think that will probably really show off the technical side of Scorpio. Whether the game's any good, I don't know. I never played a Crackdown game. Um, I, had, I had Crackdown, the first one. This I, is the third one coming out, isn't it? Yeah, the only thing that makes me happy is that all we heard Microsoft banging on about was a few years was the cloud and that that would do all its computing and that. And it's oh, kind yeah. of gone well reverse and it's like well actually we do need to build a powerful system because what I thought you said cloud is going to do <laughs> powered by the cloud yeah powered by the cloud Infinite people laugh power. got told you were stupid for laughing at it and what happened to the cloud mm. yeah so we know it's a beast of a system we know pretty much from every site saying there it's no matter if they sell it, basically what people are saying is if they sell it for under six hundred dollars, six hundred pound, they're guaranteed to be making a loss on it. Um, I just think it's gonna. I think it's gonna bomb. I wish they'd taken all this money that I've spent developing this mm. and made a game, a game studio. 
hired some interesting people and got some games. I do think they're going to pop up with a few exclusive games, really uh, big games, but whether that will be content or actual exclusivity, I think they'll probably show Red Dead Redemption at their, on their shelf law, which will get people excited because straight away then you, you kind of associate it with that system. I see. I think Rockstar are big enough to to not be swayed by money in terms of if Microsoft said, "Okay, we want to give you this amount of money to come on our stage and maybe have a download exclusive, like yeah. the download content early or something." If yeah. it didn't, if it didn't suit them, if it wasn't a good move for the game, I think Rockstar would say no. Mm-hmm. And I don't so think I'll it being on there is a good move. There's no one, no one dictates. There was a rumor going around last month that um, Sony had already tied up a deal with Red Dead Redemption for exclusive content, mm. I don't know, multiplayer or single player. Um, so that would be interesting to see what happens there. And it looks like they've got Battlefield, Battlefront Two as well, um, and the rumor to have Call of Duty as well. So I'm just trying to think what else. Obviously, they'll have their own games at Christmas. PlayStation. Um, Microsoft um, but going back to the Scorpio because obviously I'm drifting again um, <laughs> what do you think it could come out at and make people buy, buy it as a second console say people who've only got a Playstation 4 what price would it come out at to get people to jump over and own both or <laughs> trade their Xboxes in for an upgrade what do you think I mean let's put this in perspective when the Playstation 4 launched it was £425, if I remember correctly. And the mm-hmm. rumour was Sony was taking a $100 loss on P-Unit. Mm-hmm. That system. Um, so obviously, although it was a, a um, bastard, so to say, to code for, there was really, there was very good tech in there. And in the end, it only ended up being Sony's first-party studios who took real advantage of that. But... Um, what, oh, I just... If I think, you know, when the Xbox One launched, was it £480 of Connect? I think so. And that didn't help. What can they launch this at that they're not going to just get laughed off, laughed at? I mean, if they come out and say £400, people are like, yeah, that's brilliant. But at the same time, I still think $400, four, $400, $400, or oh, $500 is what I'm saying. It would equate to some, you know, that's going to come out, yeah. If it's $400, that's probably is a really good price. But, this is how I look at it, and this is probably a stupid way to look at it. <laughs> if I paid £480, no, say if I paid £480 for my Xbox One, mm. and then I take it up town to trade it and they can scoop it, and they say, oh, we'll give you £150 off. And it's, uh, let's say it's £400, just for argument's sake. Mm. So then that's cost me £250. I've still, in the end, ended up paying £600 or £730 for an Xbox <laughs> and, and the same goes with the Pro when you do the maths when you traded in your PS4 for the PS4 Pro and I just think well how does that make any sense to anyone in the right mind well to get an Xbox One S at the moment it's £210 with second sorry to get an Xbox One S at the moment yeah it's £210 with a game yeah yeah to get a PlayStation 4 Pro it's £350 yep no game. So they've got... They'll probably come out more expensive, do you think? 
They can't well, they've say it, they're more said, powerful and then come out cheaper. Well, they can, I suppose. Well, they can, but he, like um, somebody on CVG said, and he, um, to be fair, I'm not saying he's he knows his stuff, but he's been right with a lot of the predictions the last couple of years. Mm. And he said, if you want a premium product, you have to do what Apple do is do and price it as a premium product. Otherwise, people don't believe they're getting a premium product. Yeah. And it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You kind of trick yourself into thinking that this is nice and is really, really good yeah. because I've paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I think they've got to come out and I think they're either going to be the same price or they should they've be aiming to be the same price as the Pro. Whether they're wrong or not, but I'm sure they did say it's going to be more more expensive than the Pro. Well, I, I can it's, see their argument saying, we are better, we are more powerful, this is the most powerful yeah. console around, and yeah. it'd be 50 quid more more money. Yeah. So that would be £400. But I think, I don't think they can do that, really. I think they're going to be looking well, more around the £500. Let's be sensible here as well. Sony are going to cut that PS4 Pro price at E3. Yeah, that would be hilarious. It's, Microsoft are actually doing their show on a Sunday this year. That gives Sony two days, two days rehearsals, whatever it is they do. Mm. You know for a fact that they are then going to turn around and slash the PS4 Slim. They're probably going to knock £25, £50 off that, or dollars, whatever. Um, and then the PS4 Pro, I think they will drop it down by at least £50. Make, at least. Making it just £300. Even if they think to themselves, look, we're only making, I don't know, let's, let's just look stupid, something like $5 per system or breaking even, they're laughing. Yeah. Because. As long as they're that, not losing money. They're, they're still they're going to run their box. When the general consumer goes into game, Walmart, whatever, and they see both systems on this, and it just says 4K, and everyone says most powerful whatever on the market. Yeah, the, the sales rep are probably going to try to sell the Scorpio because it's more powerful. But if people, generally, most people will just look at it and go, well, I can get two games as well. <laughs> and they'll just say, does this do 4K? Well, it does. So it doesn't do native, but does it display? For, yeah, it does display in 4K. And that will make up a lot of people's minds, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I think it's going to launch at, in England at about £450. And I think it'll come with those really good controllers, though, the Xbox Elite controller. I do think they're going to ship it with those. I love the controllers they've got at the moment. The ones that are all one colour. Everything's the colour. They've got a red one and a blue on it, and there's no gradient in colour at all. It's no, just completely it's all blue. They're beautiful. Mm. really like those. Um, but they've, they've also got competition now in Nintendo. Yeah. That's come out the gate flying. Yeah, they're, 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 I think they're actually predicted to overtake Sony's PS4 in Japan within a couple of years. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, but to be fair, I don't think it is crazy because I think the way gaming is in Japan now is that the Switch was destined to be the best-selling console there because they looked to game on the go with the phones. And then for you to give them a console with games like Zelda, Mario Kart, um, you know, and the platformers and whatnot else, that is very small. Mm. Um, so slick as well it's perfect I'm not I think it'll sell like hotcakes in Japan I'm not so sure that it'll keep selling so well in America and Europe but I think that they're going to sell that many in Japan that they'll be laughing 
But that is, you know, another, that is another another threat to Microsoft. Because if you've already owned a... Uh, well, say, look, at, take you, for example. You've got your PlayStation 4. If yeah. someone came up to you and said, would you like this Xbox One S, not the Scorpio, but the Xbox One S, or this Switch, you don't have to pay for either, but you can't resell them to make money before you get thinking. Which, Mate, you could offer which the Scorpio, you... which I would take the Switch, even if you offered me a Scorpio. <laughs> not, it's not Microsoft, but... It's games. I want to... Variety, yeah. Yeah, it comes down to games. One minute. What's up? It's Silver Queen. Yeah. I saw that somewhere. Oh, God, I saw that somewhere. Sorry, one minute, mate. That's all right. It's on there. I need to speak to you. Okay, I'll come up. What was you saying, sorry? That you'd uh, pick the Switch over a Scorpio if someone offered yeah, you on free. Yeah, it's, it's not a knock at Microsoft, because they have got games that I'd like to play, like Quantum Break, or I'm playing the Forzas, Forza Horizon mainly. But um, I know that with the Switch, it's completely different. The fact that you can take it on the go is a bit of a bonus um, with kids. But, mm. um, you know... If it, like you say, if it's for free, then I could pick stop picking up games which I know are great, like Mario Kart, Splatoon. Um, Zelda's not really going to be my thing, I don't think. But those two games alone, and that other one looks good with the the kind of robotic arms. What's it called now? Arms. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be the yeah, one. That looks like <laughs> yeah. That'd be I think that'd be good fun with with your kids. I don't know if how how deep that's going to go. So, did from what I was reading on Twitter, a lot of people were saying it looks really good, but that you know, it's Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nintendo do get a lot of good press from games journalists. I'll, be, yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. I'm the first to admit that. They all grew up playing Nintendo. They've all got a special place for their heart in their heart yeah. for Nintendo. Um, but yeah, it would be the Switch for me. Um, I mean, I, I, I completely get why a lot of people was excited about the Scorpio announcement. It's new hardware. It's exciting. Um, it's really powerful. But I just think there's certain things holding it back, like the fact that you can buy all the games that will be available on Scorpio will be available on Xbox One. And then this guy on CVG was like, yeah, but you can play them on your Scorpio, super sampling, um, in 1080p at 60 frames, but all this stuff. And I'm saying, yeah, but to some people, that's not enough to um, upgrade. And he was going, he says, well, you should be buying one. I says, why should I be buying one? And he said, <laughs> If you want to play the best third-party game, game third-party games in the poss- best possible resolution, frame rates, whatever, then you should own a Scorpio. But that stuff doesn't bother me. Mm. As long as the game runs fine, you know, and it's not broken, then that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. And you said, but that's all you banged on about at the start of the Genesis. I didn't. <laughs> resolution like that doesn't bother me because I can. I generally, if you put a game in two screens in front of me at 900p and 1080. I would not be able to tell you the difference. I just wouldn't see it. I don't know if I would. Oh. I wish I could. I've never seen anything running on a game yeah, running on a 4K telly. I've started to notice frame rate dips if they're bad, but it's other stuff like jaggies and screen tearing and that, I don't really notice. I think it's because I always focus on the centre 
point to the screen. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I hope I hope it does well for them because I do think they've you know they've they've come in out fighting and they've developed this really powerful system which has got huge potential. But as I said before, it's going to be held back by the Xbox One and PS4. People can say, well, where's the PS4 holding it back? But in the end, that's the market leader. Yep. And Ubisoft aren't suddenly start saying, okay, Assassin's Creed, whatever they're on now, seven or eight. We can make this X, X amount bigger if we develop it primarily for Xbox Scorpio. They can't do that because the market leader is Sony. And that's going to be where the, the majority of their sales will come from. Mm. They can say, have better textures, um, a, a better frame rate, etc. But even if they get a frame rate at, say, 4K 60 frames per second on the um, Scorpio, I think you're probably guaranteed then it'll be 1080p 60 frames per second on the Pro. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, maybe 4K 30 frames per second. I don't know how it all works. But... I mean, it's undeniably more powerful. It will be quicker. Oh, it'll, it'll probably load games a bit faster and all the rest of it. And if, if all you're interested in, if you're someone that only plays... FIFA and COD and yeah. you've got a 4K telly that mm-hmm. might be the one you pick if you've got that much yep. money to, to spend on it but if you yeah. have a slightly broader taste in games then you just wouldn't pick it no. well, I think all the, the most interesting games that are on Sony's console are the exclusives I think yeah I mean a lot of people have been saying how oh, oh, their exclusive lineup hasn't been the best this year. And to be fair, I think Microsoft, although they didn't have, for example, like the best games, I do think they had a very diverse lineup um, when they started the gen, and it was quite interesting. I think it was kicking Sony's butt the first couple of years, but because those new IPs didn't sell as well as they'd hoped, they've gone back to the old ways again. Are we talking about PlayStation Three, um, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? No, no, no. What about the Xbox One and the PS Four at the start of the gen? I thought um, PlayStation led off the bat. I didn't. I thought that. I think the way Sony came out, they had Knack. Um, don't get me wrong. There was a bit of diversity there, but Killzone was just by the numbers. Knack haven't played it, so I can't really comment. But I felt like the way Microsoft started was quite well. I mean, they had a what was it, they launched with Reese, Roy, sorry. Um, oh, God, what was the other ones? Um, was it Dead Rising 4? Yeah, that was a... And then they had Sunset Overdrive, Halo, Forza, Forza Horizon. Sunset you know, it Overdrive goes wasn't launched, was it? No, it was the first two years, though. That's what I'm saying, the first 24 months. I, think, I do think Microsoft... Was handing it to Sony, but because so, Sony didn't really get going. If you look at the launch lineup in date toys, mm. and Drive Club didn't come out the first year. I think it came out just shortly after the first year. Yeah, it was supposed to, there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed to, and, um, and then it kind of kicked in around Drive Club, which I'm sure it did, because then we had like hits like um, Until Dawn, Uncharted Four, yeah, Bloodborne. Blood, Bloodborne was probably where it actually kicked off a bit. Mm. I mean, I know. A lot of people hated the order. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was brilliant. I thought it was pretty run-of-the-mill first-person per- third shooter. 
it was just a shame because the style and everything in it was superb. It just it didn't deliver a good game. But that's where I think Microsoft was doing so well. And they didn't expand on that because Sunset Overdrive didn't sell well. And then basically it sounds like they've canned it. And they've gone kind of gone back to Gears and Halo and yeah. Forza and that's the difference. Yeah. Sony will always give you an Uncharted one, they won't always give you an Uncharted, although we are having another one this year, a substantial one by the sound of it. Mm. Uh, and they will always knock out a God of War because they're, they've got to keep those games because there's so many people invested in that series. That they well, can't really... God of War looks totally different from what it has done yeah. before. Yeah, it does look like, a, like a, what they used to do with Resident Evil, completely change mm. the um, genre. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think that Uncharted's changed too much. But the one we're getting this year doesn't have Drake. It's got a female lead. Um, yeah. So it is changing up. Quite yeah, that's actually quite interesting you saying that. There's two female-driven games from Sony. Yeah. In the alone. And there's a lot of, there's always a lot of um, negativity, isn't there, around lead characters always being Caucasian males. Yeah. And so it's quite an interesting stance. Uh, from, well, stance. Point. Yeah. Uh, that Sony have come at that. Yeah, and I feel like that whole Caucasian male thing is so Xbox. <laughs> yeah. all, their, all their games are like burly bloke leads. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I never gelled with it because they all had they all struck the same chord, the same note. It was all sort of locker room like blokey yeah. stuff. Like Gears, yeah. I, I enjoyed the gameplay of Gears, but I was so not interested in anything that was going on. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that yeah. with Gears. I gave up on it quite quick because with third-person shooters, like, this is the best way to put it. If Uncharted didn't have the laughs and the brilliant narration and script writing that it did, I would have probably gave up on that a couple of hours in because I don't actually think the first three Uncharted's, I don't actually think their actual gameplay is that good. Yeah, it's the it's, plot that carries that. Yeah, it's fun, but it's the, the actual shooting element of it is very basic, quite weak compared to other games in the genre. Uh, I mean, for example, go put it against Gears. It's not as good as Gears of War um, for its actual gameplay mechanics, but it absolutely annihilates it on characters and story and script. And Well, I think the story in Gears is... Not bad. It's a bit cliche, but the the plot to Gears is is all right. It's a bit cliched, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the presentation and the characters and the dialogue and the way they look, the way the characters look is just yeah. ridiculous. It just yeah. I've never liked that whole um, muscly macho man look that they go for in. Um... Like when the change was it Leon or was it Chris Redfield in one of the Resident Evils and he was like this huge oh, yeah. muscle bound <laughs> commander it's like you just ruined him yeah. no he's not even interesting now because he's kind of just associating being a dummy mm. which is a bit you know wrong stereotyping but nah no. yeah and that's that's kind of the way they always go Xbox and Microsoft that's that's the flavour they have. They're all like there's like one flavour. Yeah, well basically to in a nutshell in my opinion anyway, they've got to have something on there which 
is exclusive. I know they're not going to do that, but to me, the same as with the Pro, if you haven't got anything exclusive on there to really show how powerful it is, then I don't see the point in upgrading if you already on the previous systems. No. And they've got to show lots of games with big differences. Otherwise, you're not just going to get people say, well, I'm going to leave my PS PlayStation to get Scorpio because it runs better when they're going to lose probably big multiplayer friends and stuff like that. So there's a lot to it. Um, I hope it sells well, but I don't. I do think it's going to be very, very niche. The, the thing is, I think when PlayStation launched the PlayStation Pro, they weren't billing it as the new thing that all PlayStation yeah. fans needed to have. Yeah. It was like, if you want it, it's it's better. If you've got a 4K telly, it will look better. Yeah. And it's there if you want it. And yeah. we're like, okay, was, I don't want it yeah, yet. I might yeah. want it in a few years' time, maybe. Yeah. As long as they're not talking about PlayStation 5. Yeah. But I feel like with Scorpio, they seem to be positioning it as the new thing that you've got to have to buy or that you should be looking to buy. I feel like that's the way they're going yeah. with it. And I don't think yeah. they've got any yeah. games to back it up. Now, I don't see... Like, I know I'm going to keep going over old ground, but just to summarise, I don't see a lot of party devs taking full advantage of the Scorpio. No. Just like they haven't took full advantage of the Pro. I'm not saying that the Pro can do a huge amount more than it is, but I don't think they've put as much time into it as they would have hoped because it hasn't... Like, like Nintendo, no used to have it. They've got to show that they're selling for them to then put the money into it, and that's what's always killed Nintendo off. They haven't sold so well, so the third parties support's dried up. And I think that's what happened with Pro and Scorpio. They'll just get, like, um, token gestures with their upgrades. Mm. So we'll see. Maybe we'll be completely wrong and it'll fly off shelves, but I think it's going to be so pricey that that won't happen. Well, if they've got a couple of um, sneaky games up their sleeve for E3 when they reveal it, it could change everything we've been saying. But anyway, let's move on to our um, our new regular feature mm-hmm. where we're going to watch or suggest agree to watch the same film available on Netflix. And yeah. then we'll talk about it in the following episode of the podcast okay so you'll bring in the first film we're going to take turns we're not going to agree in a film we're going to force each other to watch films <laughs> but it's going to push the other one's boundaries though I probably won't push your boundaries you've probably seen other ones I'm going to pick I don't know. it's going to push each of his boundaries but we're going to try and watch films that we probably wouldn't have heard of or even you know what I mean yeah yeah that we just probably would never have watched so my selection is what we're currently this week's selection on um, CVG, and I was actually going to pick this film when it came around to my turn. Um, so, so, so for, for the listeners, CVG, that's the site that you visit and uh, yeah. posting the it's forums called, on. It's, it's called CVG Survivors Club. Yeah. Yeah, so and uh, we've got a Netflix club on there, and there was about 12 of us, but half of them didn't watch the films that even they selected in the first season, so <laughs> we're down to six or seven, something like that. And then... Um, the majority of us do watch the films, but this week, Geigerman selected a film which I was going to select on my week, which is uh, nice because now I get to pick something else on my list. But this film came to my attention about two months ago, a month and a half ago, and it won a BAFTA, and I think it won a BAFTA for Best 
foreign British film, if that makes sense, something along those lines, which British filmmaker who made a foreign film. Oh, okay. And it's called um, Under the Shadow. Under the Shadow? Yeah, and it's about a family in, I think, it, oh, I don't want to get this wrong, I think it's in Iran. Mm. And it's during um, the 80s or 90s. And it's about um, how... Obviously, war is going on, and when the war is got war and terrible things are happening, evil spirits come come out to you know. I don't want to ruin it too much, but basically, it's, it's a bit of a horror, kind of a horror ghost story. Okay, under the shadow, under the shadow on Netflix. Let me find it on my Netflix on my phone now, yeah. and so, add it to my list. Yes. But um, I'm looking forward to watching that. When are you going to watch it? I'll um, watch it over the next few days because I have to watch it by Sunday for, this, for the CVG club so I will be watching it either tomorrow night or Saturday night mm. what's it called Under the Shadow yep just putting that into my phone Under the Shadow I'm actually watching another Iranian film at the moment called um, A Girl Walks Home at Night have you oh, heard I've seen it? that have you seen it did you enjoy it um, I watched it in stages because yeah, I'm through at the moment as well. Yeah, I didn't, I couldn't, I did, well, I didn't watch it all in one. It was okay. I don't think it was as good as um people led you on to believe. Yeah, I do think that sometimes. Um, I mean, I'm really enjoying it, but I do sometimes think that when a film comes from abroad and it's shot so well and so stylishly as that. And it looks like a mega million dollar movie. It's in black and white as well, and it looks, I think it looks fantastic. Mm. Black and white. I don't think it would look as good in colour. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I think the black and white adds to this one. The one that yeah. uh, what was it called? The girl who walked home alone or something. Yeah, the atmosphere. Um, but I think people get a bit overly excited and kind of heap probably too much praise on for it. But it, I am enjoying what I've seen so far. Mm. It's like sure. um, it's like inside the the video game. Where I didn't want to oversell it because if you oversell it, you expect too much, and you just best enjoyed in a slow sort of pace. Yeah, you, did, you didn't gel with that game, did you? No, um, it won a BAFTA this week for best narration, which I found a bit baffling. <laughs> it's um, fantastic that game. It's all right. The gameplay is really weak. Um, the puzzles are really easy. Um, it, it's fun to an extent, but at the same time, I just think it's... I don't know. I didn't think Limbo was very good. I thought Limbo was a real try and error best. I thought, uh, I thought Limbo was... was The first half was good, the second half was a bit boring, and it was yeah, massively, I, massively overrated. I did like the ending. I thought it was quite sad, Limbo. And that's the one where... He, is that all he actually kills his sister or something really bleak like that? I really can't remember. Something really bleak where one of the children dies anyway. And um, I, I don't know. To, I'm not going to get into inside. I'm not really going to get into that now. I just love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm in the minority. I understand that and I respect people that like it. But it just, I, I didn't see this amazing piece of work that others did. <laughs> Back to Netflix, though. God, I took us off track there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Under the Shadow, yeah. 
I'm hoping I'm going to enjoy it. A couple of them have watched it and said, eh, but... It's an hour yeah, and 24 minutes, so it's, it's quite short. Yeah, the perfect... Mate, I always say this, horror, comedy, hour and 30 minutes, any longer than that, you're kind of outstanding, you're welcome. That's my opinion on horrors and comedies. They don't need to be longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good time. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Mm. I can't wait. I'm going to look, <laughs> look forward to that. Chat about that. So that is a film I wouldn't pick. I've never heard of it. I've never even seen it pop up on my Netflix. Yep. So I'm pleased you've you've pushed me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I hopefully I'll pick something a bit um left field, something a bit different. I'll try. I find the films I really want to watch that at the moment on Netflix are things that I know you've already seen. What like um Ex Machina and Chappie. Um I haven't what? watched the new Avengers. What was that? I haven't seen the newest Avengers well not the newest one, the one they've just put on Netflix. I think it's the second one. Age of Ultron. Yeah, I wouldn't pick that because I think everyone's seen it. Oh, it's rubbish. <laughs> Watch it, see what you think, but I think that is a terrible movie. I will give it a go. Yeah. What else? Uh, I want to watch Death Note when that comes out. Was that on your on your radar? Is that the Netflix original? It will be, yeah, the, the live-action one. I've watched that the anime. That looks interesting. Yeah, the anime's on Netflix. There's a lot of animes on... Oh, what, the anime of that? Yeah, Death Note started as an anime. Oh, I never knew that. I did read something about it being a manga or something daft like that, actually, so, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing's on Netflix. I think it's a one-off thing. I watched... Like... Uh, I should have mentioned this. We watched last week on the CVGS Club um, um, The Discovery. The Discovery. What's that? Yeah, it's the Netflix original, Robert Redford, about the... Um, he creates this machine that can that proves there is an afterlife. Oh, not heard of that. Um, it shows you people. It kind of says like since he's proven it, the suicide rate goes up. Oh. Uh, and then he show he show he, halfway through the film he finds a way to capture video image the afterlife. It builds up to like a kind of twisty conclusion, which I thought was quite satisfying. If although a bit stupid, <laughs> satis- you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. It was it, it, The thing which is going to sound very strange to some people it, is that I didn't think it was bleak enough. Um, okay. I found it was a bit too much light-heartedness in the film. Maybe they did that on purpose, so it, it wasn't feel really down. But for me, a film that deals with that kind of um, subject matter, I think should be quite depressing, as bad as that sounds. No, I know what you mean. It should be. Just yeah. it head on. Yeah. But it is what it is. I enjoyed it. It was a good film. Good cast. Robert Redford. Shit hot man. <laughs> He's good in everything. Yeah. Any others on the, your list that you think I've seen? What, currently on my to-watch list, you mean? Mm-hmm. Or anything that you think be for the club, for our little experiment. There's not many films in there. I, always, I like the series. Season series is more than the films on Netflix. Mm. Got loads. Absolutely loads. I TV series. I think Filth is a film. I've not watched well, that. That's, that's been on my list for flipping yonks. That is really good. Uh, Chappie, which I'm sure you've seen. I haven't seen that. 
Oh, I might pick that one and don't watch that anytime soon. Uh, the Big Short. Well, Big Short, that's good. Say again. That's a good film, I like that. Uh, World War Z. That's alright. Uh, uh, Ex Machina. Is that how you say that, Machina, or is it Machina? Um, it's Ex Machina, isn't it? I'm sure it is. That's on there anyway. You've seen that. I know you've seen that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Eddie the Eagle. I haven't seen that. That looked bad. I do want to see that. Yeah, that looks good. Um, mm. The Little Prince. I've watched that. You've not watched that yet, have you? I want to watch that, yeah. That's good. Oh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. That looks good. I've got that on my list as well, yeah. Mm. Uh, Sicario. Oh, Sicario! I love that film. Oh, a proper indulgent guilty pleasure film, which I haven't watched yet. Um, The Cobbler. Oh God, I don't pick that, please. <laughs> Sandler nowadays. I used to love him. I can't do his. I can't watch his films now. It's Adam Sandler and Man. No, I can't watch Adam Sandler anymore. Method Man and Adam Sandler. What could go wrong? I used to love Adam Sandler. Uh, Jack Reacher, but I don't know why that's on my list. I don't really fancy it. But is that the first one? Isn't it? That's a good film, that is. Uh, Boy. Yeah, that's on my list. I don't know if I'll ever watch that. <laughs> Girl at Work recommended that. Um, uh, the Lobster. Yeah, that's meant to be a weird film. Mm. Look Who's Back. What's that now? That's about Adolf Hitler coming back from the dead. Waking up in modern times. That's got when Adolf Hitler reawakens at the site of his former bunker 70 years later, he's mistaken for a brilliant comedian and becomes a media phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> that does look quite funny. <laughs> um, super Shut Up Crime or something. No, it's the guy from The Office. The American Office. That's called... Um... Super, isn't it? Yeah, super. Yeah. And it's just shut up crime underneath. You never seen that? No. It's good that is. It's quite funny. Yeah, the Equalizer. I've watched that recently. That's crap. I enjoyed that. Really boring. Really generic. Yeah, it was quite generic, but it's quite good. Uh, I'm going to go back to B&Q and kill everyone. Insidious 2. Capote. Uh, Capote. Mm. I, I think I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. Coherence. Oh, good film. Really good film. Video games, the movie. What's this? I remember this one. It's like a documentary. Precious. I've never seen Precious. X plus Y. I don't even remember what this one is. I've stuck it on my list though. Winter's Bone. Yeah, that's Jennifer Lawrence. That's on my list. Hmm. House at the end of the street. Jennifer Lawrence again. Yeah. Housebound. Don't know what that is, but that's on my list. Oh, uh, that's a more. That's a horror, isn't it? That. Yeah. Hush. That's not bad. That is with the deaf woman. Yeah. That's all right. That well, that's a season. That's not a film. Case thirty nine. That's supposed to be quite bad, actually. My list is massive. It's ridiculous. Oh, I must be getting near the end. I could pick some horrific documentary. I do like a good, boring documentary. 
I know Monster Father. I've got The Watchmaker's Apprentice, a documentary about two of the world's most skilled watchmakers, their intricate work, their passion, devotion, and their symbolic relationship. Symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic. What does that mean again? Uh, symbiotic. It means they sort of work wouldn't work properly without each other. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, that probably ends the podcast. I think we've set up the Netflix thing for next time. We're going to be watching what's it called again? Under the Shadow. Under the Shadow. Iranian horror. I never thought I'd see two Iranian films in one year. <laughs> Actually, I might have been last year I watched the other one. Was that where did you watch it at the cinema? No, it was on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Mm, I think it was, or it was on Netflix, one of the two. Yeah, it was on Film 4 the other day as a premiere. Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll finish it off over the next couple of days. Uh, we could talk about games, but all I've been playing is Zelda. You've been playing Pez Horizon, and oh, there is the Final Fantasy game you played. Yeah, that was really good fun, that was. It was um, 2D, side-scrolling beat-em-up in the Street of Rage Bane. But it's also got the um, a few combos, different combos to beat up certain different enemy types. There's only three different areas. Played about six stages in each area. Four, something like that, four or six stages of boss at each end of each one. Um, and you have, when you do certain amounts of combos, you have in each stage, you find a new partner, and you can press either square and X, triangle and square, circle and triangle to bring different partners in. And they, you know, do a little combo themselves and not kill an enemy few off the screen. Really good. And then uh, when you've used all three, I can't remember what, the, what it's called, but you can press L1, and all three come back on, or kill an enemy again for you, and then you perform a special... And then you've also got um, freezing magic, fire magic, and I think the one's electricity. Um, but it's it's really good. It's re- I really really enjoyed it. I think it's about an hour and a half, two hours tops. But it was That's a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah, and when you finish it, it opens up another mode. I, think, I can't remember what it's called now, but I think it's like a survival mode of sorts. But yeah, I'm going um, to continue with that for a little bit. Try and mop up as many trophies as I can. And get the most out of it and then delete it. <laughs> it's good. I couldn't believe it was free. It's got the kind of game I would have happily bought for like five pounds or whatever. So, what, how, why is it free? Is it on PlayStation Plus? Have I missed uh, No, it just launched for free. Chris said to me it was um, a pre order um, deal that they did, but then um, it went free after six months. After the game been out for six months, they decided to put it out for free for everybody. Oh, pre-order for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, that, that's it. Sorry, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That game looks mm. right. It's just, it's just no. I can't. I just can't get on board with Final Fantasy. I'm going to try this little two D one. It sounds fun. If, yeah, I, well, once if I, I put Zelda down, I can't put it down, Dave. Once I'm done with Horizon, I mean, I had a really good session on it earlier, and it was really, really enjoying it. The combat is brilliant, but once I'm done with that, I'm going to uh, take a big break from big games. Mm. Until we're dead. Well, yeah, if that comes out this year, which it supposedly is. But, um, yeah, I probably would be best off not touching another open world game until Red Dead. It's a shame you, you're not tempted by Zelda, because I think you'd enjoy it. 
I know I've said this about like loads of Zeldas, and you tried the Wind Waker one, but this is such a departure from Zelda. Yeah, I've just heard, read so many comments on CVG the last few days from people who've been buying Switches and saying they really love Zelda, but the weapon um, destruction is really peeing them off. Oh, it doesn't bother me. I mean, yeah. if, like a hundred hours ago, it might it was bothering me more because they do not last long at all. Mm. But you find stronger ones, and you you increase your the amount you can carry, and it becomes much less of an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many hours I've done that. Let's have a quick Zelda <laughs> update. Let's boot it up because it's always next to me. <laughs> Drum roll. 135 hours. Whoa. I've got nine. I've got, I think, 19 shrines to find. Shrines? Yeah, like the little mini things, little mini levels that are dotted around the world, but some of them are like hidden. Certainly got your money's worth. Oh, yeah. Actually, how, how much? Let's, have a, let's get a calculator out a second. Isn't it something like. 35p per hour. Well, no, I'm going to count the switch as well. So how much was my switch? Let's round it up. Plus that for the game. £2.40 an hour. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. And that's just going to keep coming yeah. down because I'm not even near them finished with it. No. Can't get enough. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it there. Thank you for listening. This has been the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Ant, and Dave. Uh, you can catch us both on Twitter. I'm at Anthony Holtz. Dave is at DavePalms82. Uh, you can go to our website, wedontgoout.com, where you can catch all the all our links to our social media stuff. We're on Tumblr and we're on... Uh, the, the podcast has its own Twitter and its own Instagram. I'm going to try and be more active in those. If I could just put Zelda down for a little bit. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Spread it, spread the word on the podcast. Want to get more listeners, beef up the uh, listenership. And uh, we'll catch you and hopefully some new listeners next time. Oh, and watch, what's it called, Dave? Under the Shadow. Watch Under the Shadow. Well, I added it to my list because I would have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Under the Shadow, write it on your hand now. <laughs> catch you next time. So good. If Zelda was a drug, I would I would cut it with a replica master sword and spread it on the switch and then snort it through Zelda Monopoly money. It's fantastic. Oh dear. <laughs> Yep. So good.